Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Here we are, the train is on the rails, folks. Hey, Tuesdays with stories, what's shaking fatty? Uh, not much, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here. You know what it is right now mm. that I love? It's autumn. It is autumn, it's fall. It's a real autumn out here. I mean, I got yellow leaves up my ass, there's orange yeah. leaves in my bed. I mean, it is beautiful, it's crisp, it's perfect. Yeah. I fucked a pumpkin last night, turned into a witch. What what what, what are you going with autumn for? You're not a fall guy? That's like the guy who says COVID instead of corona. No, I know, because autumn it's it's uh you know, it's it sounds like something. Autumn. It, I, I picture the uh, like the NFL guy in the autumn morning of Green <laughs> Bay, you know, whatever the fuck. It sounds uh poetic. It autumn. does. It does. Autumn in New York. Sounds nice. Yes. Fall is uh, what happens to your grandma in the shower, and then you get, you don't see her again. Right. Or that Bobby Kelly bit. The leaves, they, they should call it fell, because the leaves fell. Ooh. All right. That saved me from my grandma bomb. That was worse <laughs> than mine, and that's in his act. Uh, it, was, it was 20 years ago, and I like the grandma thing. They All laughing. Right. I'm sure of it. I'll take it. I'll take grandma. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny thing. Like, when, uh, when you, like, if you stumble... On the sidewalk, you're like, ah, yeah, you okay? But if you're like, Nana fell, it's like, oh no, that's that's she's she could be dead. Her hip is gone. She's uh, in the hospital. Yeah, we get but, to an age. I got a friend. His father like walked into a standpipe. You know those things in the city that have you know it's like a almost like a fire hydrant. Yes, those little things with the the tubes, the double headed pipe. Good to see. And sit he on walked every now into and then. it. Yes, oh. exactly. Or put your coffee down or whatever. But he walked into one and it like changed his life. Like he was walking, it was like, and his, you know, hip shattered into a thousand pieces. And, yeah. you know, he's in a fucking wheelchair now. You get Just to an like age that. where a pipe will ruin your life. Yeah, he's laying pipe and that'll get you. You got you to gotta get off the pipe. But my dad had a similar thing. He has a vertigo. I don't want to get too into Rick Norman here, but... He, I was like, how did he get it? Because the chemo, the, the the liquids in his brain are all out of whack. All it was, he strained too hard, helping a fat guy in a wheelchair get up some steps. This is Ruined why you him. never help anyone. No fatties. I'm sorry. You're done. Get get a rascal. Get an electronic. Well, pipe down, pipe bomb. I'm still thinking of pipe <laughs> things, but uh, Roddy Piper. Half, half pipe. Uh, <laughs> um, Pipe cleaner. <laughs> Mario Brothers pipes. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right. Uh, uh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating ghosts. What was it? Uh, what did they eat? I think they, eating fruit? They ate a mushroom. They fucked the ghost. And then they uh, they, they raped a dog. I can't remember what it was. Koopa Oh, Troopa. it's eating balls. Eating balls. 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 Yeah, that's I it. Just, have you seen or heard from Corey Jarvis? I have not. I assume he's in a Saigon blowing an Asian teen boy. <laughs> Maybe he moved back to Japan. There's a wonderful comedian that we love, Corey Jarvis. We used to see him all the time. Yeah, and, great uh, guy. I think about Tommy Comer, too. Remember old Tommy oh, Comer at the World? The handsome first, Comer. The first it's class so funny. guy. That was just our world for a while. Then it just goes away and you never think about it again. You just close that book and put it on the shelf. It's done. Yeah, Aaron, Sarah and I did a show in Central Park, and we thought we saw Aaron Haber. This is we're all ta we're talking about a club called the World, which is the worst name for a club ever. Just oh the yeah, World. especially a, a bad club. And uh, all these, we used to be there like every night. There'd be a whole yeah. cast of characters: Tommy Comer, remember um, the Mania? That was the young black comic. I forget his oh, real name. Yes, he went by Mania for a minute. Wow, I forgot he, about he that. He did an Adam Sandler impression. Yes. Yes, he was a weird-looking cat. 
He had a crazy yeah. face, I remember. But one yeah, time I saw him. Times. He ran. He was a big, muscular guy. Well, I guess yeah. he wasn't. He was. He was big, muscle wise. And one time he was doing a bid. He really got into it. He ran full speed and jumped into the wall, and it like shook the foundation of the building, and it was quite jarring. Yeah, Corey, jarring. I mean, it's commitment to the bit, I guess. Good for uh, him. Great, great times over there. But Sarah and I did a gig recently in Central Park. We thought we saw Aaron Haber, who was the booker, because it was a guy in a hat, and we were like, "That's Aaron Haber. He's back. He's he's studying some talent." And then while I was on stage, I was like, "Ah, that's not him." Yeah, yeah. Well, he always dressed kooky. He was like the I'm the producer guy, so I run this shit, and I have a turquoise uh, fedora and, and pink pants. Yeah, it was something. That was those were some days, and then Barcelona Bar would always be over there, and uh, that was that was something. Yeah, those were a wild time where all we cared about was how many shots can we have, and give me that beer and jizz in my ass. It was uh, it was a different time, but it's funny how like. Aaron Haber, back in those days, I was like, I gotta get this, gotta get this guy to respect me. That's all I needed. If I can get this guy to respect me and give me some sets, I'm set for life. And then you get his respect eventually. You're like, all right. And then you're like, well, what's next? And you just keep going. It's funny though how important that was to me at the time. Yes, hedonistic adaptation, they call mm. it. You get used to something, and then it doesn't mean anything anymore. This TV, I remember, like, fucking coming in my wife's ass the day I brought this TV home. I heard about I, that. I did a backflip. Ah, she blogged about it. I did a backflip and kicked over the lamp like Lloyd Christmas. Yeah. And now, you know, three years later, I'm just watching it like it's, you know, whatever. Like it it's happens. a tube. I mean, look at a child. Everybody takes photos of their kid. Oh, my kid's special. He's retarded. He's autistic. And then, you know, a month goes by, and you go, ah, the kid's in the dumpster. Yeah, kids stink, and uh, my dick is small, and I don't know what that has to do with anything, but... Well, well kids, <laughs> kids have a small dick, and so do you. I guess there's a, com there's a connection there. Yeah. Well, you don't want to connect dicks with a kid. Now, that, is that all right to do? I mean, if you just touch dicks, that doesn't feel so bad. I think it's... Uh, I mean, I got, a, I got a merit badge for that in Cub Scouts, <laughs> so that must have been okay somehow. <laughs> the little patch with two two dicks touching. Good times. Ooh, Apache Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a little intense. Well, we're back. Mark had some card problems. It's probably yes. seamless. They didn't even notice. Yes. We're all good. But seamless. anyways. I prefer Grubhub. We're back and... Uh, woo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> little Ric Flair. Was... Sorry. No, that's all right. Ric Flair, he stinks. You think? Wow, I've never heard anyone say that. No, I don't know. I just thought it would be something to say. <laughs> Everybody loves I guess that he's guy. Great. He's like a legend. I'm not a wrestling kook, but people seem I to never, love that Flair. I never got Ric Flair because I was a, I was only into wrestling for four years. I was in the I was in from eighty eight to ninety two, maybe ninety three probably, so maybe five years. And it was Ric Flair came from the other place. I was all WWF, mm. and then Ric Flair came from this other shit, and people were like, oh, my God, he's here. And he yeah. was just a crusty white guy with white hair. His body wasn't great. His thing wasn't great. And it was kind of just fed to me that this guy was amazing. So I was like, all right, I guess he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I will say, I don't get – I mean, we were in wrestling and into it in the same period. I think the right period. Wrestling's like a period where once you hit 13, you got to get over it, you know? Like a period starts at 13, that's when wrestling should end. And his 30 for 30, though, or whatever it was, he's got a documentary. It's amazing. His backstory is unreal. Plus just the amount of booze and the gals and the partying and the coke and the blow and the money. Unreal. Yeah, fascinating. My issue with this 30 for 30 is the cartoons. There's a new, I think I've probably talked about this. There's a new trend in documentaries where they animate the, the montage of heck, the Kurt Cobain one was yeah. all cartoons and Ric Flair had cartoons. I'm like, get out of here with the cartoons. I hate cartoons. You don't like the anime? I mean, they got to they gotta paint a pic. I know, but just have, I'd rather watch a guy tell a story. I mean, we're doing this. There's no, there's no cartoons. I could use a, I could use a tune. Wouldn't that be I fun hate, if you're like, I jizz my wife's ass and we see a cartoon of that? 
By the way, is that the most recommended thing we've ever gotten, by the way? Yes. Probably 500 people. You should do a cartoon. What if you animate it? I'll animate it. Get this guy to animate it. Yeah, we tried to pitch that, and everybody said, well, you're a couple of honky nerds, so get out of here. And we said, point taken. Yeah, it's a little harsh. But, uh, no, I, I don't, you know, I don't, uh, whatever, doesn't matter. But Ric Flair, yeah, he was great, evidently. But at the time, I was like, I liked Demolition and The Ultimate Warrior. They were all face-painted and had spikes. Rah! And then Ric Flair was just a, a guy. He was kind of chubby. His knee pads were on his shins. It was just strange. <laughs> yeah, and I remember when I was a kid, he looked so old to me. I thought he was like 98, plus the white hair. I was like, this guy's going to die soon. Yeah, I same. Did. I, I didn't get it. But again, I understand he's great. He's like the Sopranos. I understand he's great. It's fantastic. I just, for me... I was like, I wanted fucking, you know, Legion of Doom. Yeah. Ah! You know what I mean? They had, yes. you know, they were scary. You. I like the silly. I like Million Dollar Man and uh, Shawn Michaels. I, I, wanna, I like the goofy ones, you know, like uh, like the Undertaker to me was too serious. He's like all in black. He walks on. The music's all dark. I'm like, ah, get out of here. We're having a fun time. Don't ruin it with your, your gloom and doom. I agree, and he would he would walk on the top rope holding the guy's hand. I'm like, what is that move? And then early on, he had purple. Also, he was like unbeatable. He was dead. He'd like <laughs> sit up, and you're like, what? Why is that fun? Boo hoo, boring. Give, give me a give me a guy with a chair and and uh, and yeah, face paint and a nipple ring and a, and a butt plug. But the guy I hated the most though that was the really goofy, Irwin R. Scheister. <laughs> IRS. I've never heard of it. What is that, a lawyer? And then, no, he was the IRS. Oh, and then, I see. And then later, the guy from Demolition became Repo Man, and he had like a little bandit thing, and he would repossess your car, but it was a wrestler. Ah, that's a Really bummer. bad. What else are you going to do? Collect my mortgage? Get out of here. Keep it in the <laughs> ring. I mean, it was silly that they were one step away from the hall monitor. Yes, exactly, exactly. You better recycle. I'm the recycler. Get out of here. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Some people still. I mean, Soder and Michael Che and all all these Mike Lawrence. They they still go to the SmackDown. Yeah, they love it. I I don't I don't. Uh, not for me. But God bless the people that sure. are into it. You know, sometimes I wish I was. You ever want? You ever have something you're like? Ah, I wish I was into that. That seems oh, like fun. Story of my anal. I mean, I, I wish I was more into like uh, mumble rap or all that shit. Or I was more into. Like Harry Potter, I, I I see the love. People love it. They read the books. They're this thick. You know, uh, what's her face is a transphobe or whatever the hell. I mean, there's a lot oh, of stuff yeah. going on. What's her name again? J.K. Rowling. Yes, J.K. Which uh, I, may, I think she might be getting a bad rap if you ask me. I agree. Me. I'm a fan. Um, but anyways, what? Uh, how about speaking of fans of things? I'll just throw this out there real quick because it's on my mind. It's fresh on my tits. And so we talked about autumn. It's fall. Yesterday, I'm walking around. I had yesterday, we're recording on Sunday, full disclosure. And yesterday was Saturday. I had nothing. And today, Sunday, I'm, I, I got a busy day. <coughs> I got a bunch of shit to do. Friday was busy. We had a great time. We'll get into that. Yes. But Saturday, I had the whole docket empty. Free, full day. And uh, I watched the fights and then the World Series. So I walked around. At like evening time, there's just yellow leaves blowing everywhere. You know when it's like raining leaves and you run yes. and catch them like a retard? I love it. And I always try to film it. and never, It's never justice. No, it's hard to get it all on film. And that's one of the beautiful things about life, yada, yada. Yep. So I'm walking around. It's crispy. I call Veter. I check in with Veter. I call Derek, my best pal. And I was explaining how I'm like, it feels like World Series weather. When we were boys and you'd walk around in the leaves... And I remember cutting through my yard, and there'd be the crunch, crunch of the yes. leaves. Because my dad was drunk. He didn't rake yet. So I'm walking through <laughs> the leaves. And the when you're when a boy, the anticipation of the World Series, I was like, oh, my God, it's an hour. It's two. It's going to happen. It's so exciting. And, and the Twins and the Braves and the whole thing. Yes. And so I was talking about it. So oh, I sit Oh, oh that, that's problematic now. Oh, sorry. I got hit with an arrow. <laughs> I, think, I think it might have been problematic then, but there's no Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Those are the good old days. People were livid then, but any jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fun? Everyone was mad, but you couldn't hear them. Yeah, Nobody they had cared. no steam. They, they couldn't have no platform. Better yeah, times. Those, those are the good old days. We need less platforms. Yeah, I hate a plat. Oliver Platt. Uh, platform shoe. 
Uh, Subway um, platform. So, <laughs> reflux. So I'm Demon. anticipating the game, and then I, I watch the game, and Sarah's out doing spots or fucking guys. I don't know what she does, but I'm here watching the game, and it unfolded. One of the greatest games in the history of sport. I'm texting Mike Whitman. I'm texting Cantor. I'm calling Derek. He doesn't answer. I mean, what a game. Ups and downs. Black was white. Fun was sad. Whatever. Yes. Shit was piss. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting, man. I love that. I love when it all clicks. There's a, there's a nip in the air. The, the, the leaves are gay. I love that. And you hear the crack of the bat. The fake crowd goes wild. It's It's Americana. Oh, it was glorious. And they got some people there. They're, they're doing it in Texas, so there's people there. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, I mean, what a spectacular game. And, you know, sometimes I struggle with, and I think we all do a little bit, being in the moment, enjoying a thing. When you're watching, you start thinking, oh, I should be doing my homework. I should be, you know, calling my dad or apologizing to my parents, whatever. But I sure. really sunk in there, got in there, enjoyed the hell out of the game. And now, today's... Tuesday, if you're listening to this day, it comes out. The World Series could end tonight. It's game six, and I I'm so excited. So yes. much fun. I hate to say it, but uh, I guess because the times we're living in, I didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's there, and a lot of people aren't into it. They can't get into it because the, the the teams and the things and the whatever, but uh, I I'm loving it. It was a joyful evening. That's great. That's great. There's nothing better than that. That's, that's good times. How rare is it you get a free docket? I love a free docket. Well, these days, here and there, you get them because there's not as much going on. True, true. But there's always a queef or a pod or a web thing or a Zoom I'm supposed to do. or some, They get you some way. Oh, I got to call your aunt. I know. Just like that, we're back in it. We're, it's, it's hard times. Not hard times, but, uh, well, whatever. It's busy. Well, I got a, I got a, a bone to pick with the, the city of New York. Oh, boy. Count them. Five. Bike covers stolen. We're on five now. The last one got stolen. Another one stolen? Stolen like the wind. Gone into the night like a ship. I, I, I think you got to stop covering this thing. Just no, let it fly. No more cover. I'm taking the cover off the book. I'm letting a coffee drip on it. I'm jizzing on it. It's, it's, it's all over. I mean, it's so weird because... Every day I check on the bike, I park it legally like a like a sucker, and I check on it. I you know you you walk up to it and you're like, please be there, please be there, don't get stolen. And then it's there, but there's no cover, so it's this weird bittersweet moment of like, all right, the bike is here. It's almost like finding your kid, but he's missing a tongue or something. Right. Nah, I guess the shoes are stolen. That'd be a better analogy. But yeah, yeah. So I just said fuck it. Now backtracking a little. My bike got towed a couple weeks ago, and they popped a tire when they towed it. I don't, I don't want to know how. It's too painful. But I said, fuck this city. Fuck these kooks. I'm getting my money back. I had broke. I dropped the bike one day, and I broke the, the brake handle. Just click, fell off. Just cracked. So I oh. couldn't brake on one side. So I was only using one brake. So I lied at the DM or the impound. I said, hey, you broke my brake. And they, you know, there's 18 people there going, oh shit, all right, here, fill this out. Then you got to mail that in. They got to mail us the receipt. We'll send you the money. They don't make it easy. So I go, all right, I got no cover. I got one break. I'm a douche. I take it to Brooklyn to Second Stroke Mopeds, the best bike shop in the city. And I know the guy now. He's a fan. He's cool. He's a Tuesday. And I bring the bike in. I go, hey, the, the the thing's broken. He goes, oh, we can fix that in 10 minutes. Bring it over. I bring it over. He goes, oh, I actually don't have the part. And I said, well, how about this? Can I leave the bike here? And he said, yeah, no problem. So the bike is safe at the shop. The part is coming in the mail. Now I'm like, all right, winter is coming. It's freezing today. It's 50 degrees out here. This guy from three years ago, Tuesday, said, hey, I have a garage in Queens you can keep it at my house over the winter. And I texted that guy. He's still around. We're meeting up next week, putting it in there. Case closed. Nice. Well, here's what I think. I think you had a nice run with this thing. <laughs> Excite bike. It was a good time. You have some photos, some memories, some sure. laughs. This thing is like the DeLorean. You got to you gotta let a train hit this thing. It's caused too much hardship. You trade it in. You get a couple hundred bucks. And you buy yourself a nice, sensible vehicle 
you know, a, a Camry, a fucking uh, a Sentra, if you will. But I'll get into that. You don't want a Sentra. I can tell you that right now. Oh, really? Oh, boy. Well, I want to hear about what about the bucket of bolts I got sitting in the garage? The Riviera Blue 02. Well, that's that's a Sunday drive. That's the Palisades. You go out to the Berkshires. You you fuck your girl in it, and you yes. put some dice in it. That's fun, but you can't be hustling around and, and going across the country in that thing. I mean, you're gonna no. roll down a hill and die. That's true. That's true. I could hit a crack and the whole thing could explode. But I don't know. The hog once it's in, it's based on putting my retarded kid in a boarding school for the winter and just forgetting about it and having a glass of wine. And so once it's in that guy's garage. Thank you again, sir. Big shout out. I think uh, I think I'll feel a lot better. I think I think you'll change your tune because then when that when that spring hits and I'm whizzing down Broadway on two wheels, I think you're gonna give me a high five. I mean, I like I'm not I'm not anti bike. I like the bike, but I mean, it's the cover's stolen. Your 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 father hates you. The the thing it's impounded. The neighbors hate you. They're reporting you. And then yeah. you scooched by me one time on the street. I thought the fucking <laughs> world was ending. Uh, I mean, I thought it was like a little, one of the things you pedal and then you can glide for a few hundred feet. Sure. This thing, it sounds like my mother's got three dildos in her ass. <laughs> I, I think you're an anti-sem bike. <laughs> I mean, I like the bike. It I'm seems joking. like fun, but it's it's quite noisy. A lot of, lot of disturbances. I think you get yourself... A nice station wagon. You you, you you know you put your feet up, you hang it up, and you and you ease into retirement. It it would be nice to get on a vehicle and not worry about it. You know the bike. You're worried. Okay, I got no brake. I could get hit by a, a drunk Uber. And then with the with the Beamer, it's like, hey, I could it could break down in the middle of the the fucking GW. You know anything could happen. Yeah, or keep the bike, put it in the trunk of your other car, your new sensible car. Yeah. Drive that somewhere, then take the bike for a spin, you know, maybe whatever. That's not bad. I don't know if it's going to fit in the trunk, but I hear you. I, maybe I'll get a little trailer. Yes, the trailer. Then you can have some trailer trash, trailer yes. park. Right, right. Tractor trailer. But uh, the bike, we'll figure it out. I got to give another shout out to a kid named Joe. He's 19. I did a show at the Tiny Cupboard. This is a week ago. And I'm running around all night doing these, you know, four sets in a night. And I had to be at the stand. And this kid goes, hey, I'm a big Tuesday. I uh, just want to meet you. And I go, oh, great. And he could tell I was a fluster. And he goes, you need a ride somewhere? Where are you going? I said, I'm going to the stand. I would love a ride. Got in this kid's car. We, he drove into the stand. It was, it was great. Then he drove me home later. Wow. That way, 19-year-old Joe. Comic? Comic Jew from uh, deep, deep Brooklyn. And uh, just a skinny pep squeak of a kid, great head of hair, you know, cute, dewy face, and just loves the pod, loves comedy. And he's like, can I pick your brain in the car? I said, sure. We drove there, and it was a free ride. We talked comedy. Wow, that away, Joe. Enjoy it. That's uh, that's nice. I mean, those are those memories, you know? Yes, exactly. And <clears throat> it's so weird because these kids now, these younger teens, they're so much more mature. If I was 19, I'd be like, oh, how you doing, sir? Can I blow you? Whatever. I mean, I would, I'd be drunk. I'd be. I'd have a bag of brown paper bag with a, a hooch in it. Like, these kids, he's just, oh, is that right? When did you get started? You know, he's, they're so put together. They're poised. Oh, interesting. I wonder about that because, you know, I would think a lot of them are, they can't even have a conversation because their phones are on the phone and the whole thing. Maybe they're nervous. Maybe you got maybe you got a special one. Maybe. Because, you know, Jews and business. Maybe he read a book or something. Maybe that's that's part of it, too. He's a Jewish kid. He's from Brooklyn. Uh, so I think you grow up a little faster if you're a New Yorker, maybe. Or maybe he's good at faking it, too, because I remember being 19 and everyone saying, you're wise beyond your years. You're really, you got some good head on your shoulders. But in my head, I remember being like this, ah, <laughs> like, you know, Don Gavin's talking to me. It's crazy. I'm sneaking yes. shots. I got whiskey in my asshole. Exactly. So, but uh, he, if he was feeling that, he hit it pretty damn well. Yeah, it's interesting. I'd like to, maybe we should bring him on for a queef and get, to, get the scoop. Oh, then he would shit himself. That would be just. A bloody diaper after that, because remember, you know, Ian Philance when he did the live <laughs> VU. I mean, he was shitting himself. I think he still hasn't left his house since then. Yeah, he was a goddamn adorable. Yeah, that guy's in a wheelchair by now. He uh, he had a couple problems. I haven't heard from him in years. He might well, be. There you go. I think he's dead. He's in a shallow grave somewhere in uh, Golden State Park. 
well, we got All some right, what, uh, what you... sponsors. Let's let's tell them what the sponsors. Oh, sure. And then I got a story that correlates with uh, with your story there. So, oh boy. First, first of all, I want you guys to know this: that Tuesdays with stories this week is brought to you. <coughs> Reflux. I need some reflux medicine. Samen. Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Raycon. That's right. Buy some Raycons, everybody. The product is called Earpa. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. <laughs> there. You got it. All right. Earbuds, on, folks. You, you need some earbuds. <laughs> Raycon has some of the best earbuds in the world. You know the best way to listen to this podcast? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them at less than half the price of the other guys. That's why we recommend wireless earbuds from Raycon. This stuff is first class. Another fine product that sent us the product to use, and I love using them. I walk around all day with my Raycons. HD quality sound, and it's much cheaper than the competitor's. With Raycon's newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, they're the best ones yet. Seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, bass boost, a more compact design, a noise-isolating fit. That's what you need these days. So much noise out there. you got to isolate the fit. Tell them a little more, Mark. You You love these things. Love the Raycon. They're stylish. They're discreet. No dangling wires, no stems. And I like them. I recommend them on an airplane. You know, you use the other ones. They say canceling, noise canceling, whatever. They don't care. You get that the whole air ride, the whole the whole flight. And uh, these guys cancel it out. They're the best in the biz. For a limited time, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays, plural. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash Tuesdays for a special 15% Discount on Raycon wireless earbuds. Make sure to check it out now while the deal's still cooking. Buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays. Give it a whirl, folks. Yeah, and listen to us. Yes. All right. This podcast is also brought to you by Feels. That's right, Feels. F-E-A-L-S C-B-D. This stuff is good stuff. Another one, they sent it to us. I haven't used this in a, in a, in a while. I got to get... Some more of it. I, you know, I got trouble sleeping. You got trouble sleeping. Oh, yeah. And for a while, I would drop a couple drops in my tea, and immediately you feel those eyelids get a little heavy. You relax yep. a little bit. CBD is everywhere. It's, it's all the rage, but this is the best stuff. It's the only stuff I've ever used. The only stuff I ever will use. It is good stuff. It feels naturally. It helps naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Like I said... Help me very much. It's easy to take. You can place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes, or you put it in your tea. That's what I did. It's yep. real human support. Are you new to CBD? Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. How nice is that? You've Beautiful. used stuff, eh? Good eggs. Love the feels. I'm a member, baby. You can join the feels community to get feels delivered to your door every month. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you, too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash Tuesdays, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Wow, that's a fucking steal. All right. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Tuesdays to become a member and get 50% off automatically on your first order with free shipping. One more time, feels.com slash Tuesdays and feel better. Yes, sir. Here, here. Yes, sir. They love their ball club here in Cleveland. Well, so you mentioned you dropped off the car and, uh, you know, it it was, or the, uh, the, the bike. The bike. All that stuff, and uh, so I have, you know, some car issues. We've talked yeah. about it. Let's hear Bought it. You got a thing. clink, a now, clank, a clump? I got the clink under the thing. I've gotten about 48 messages. First of all, I got to say this. I talked about an exclamation point. I got 50 people, and I have to remind myself they're trying to be helpful, but so I take things personally sometimes. No. I got 85 people saying, it's the tire pressure. 
I know the tire pressure gauge. It has an exclamation point, but it has a tire that's flat underneath it. Yes. I'm not full idiot. This is <laughs> totally different. Maybe it's my fault for not describing it better. This is a big yellow rectangle with a huge triangle exclamation point that says system malfunction. Ooh, that's bad. That's, that's a broad sweeping mal. Exactly. Not the tire gauge. Thank you for everybody helping. Some people gave me the, hey, you know, it might be the tire gauge. I appreciate that. Some people gave the dismissive, that's just a tire. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the tire. You should retire. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I feel bad. I got, I got sick and tired. Uh, <laughs> flat, tired ass. But I do appreciate it. I got a lot of feedback, a lot of good stuff. But you got to, I appreciate all the feedback, but you got to just go drop it somewhere because everyone's trying to diagnose without really looking or seeing, although I appreciate it. So, I dropped the goddamn thing off. It says malfunction. The check engine light's on. And I'm already regretting my decision. So I didn't put much thought into the Nissan. I just had rented the Nissan Sentra. And I said, I like that car. Whenever I drive a Nissan, I like it. But Wait a minute. I'm renting for two days at a time. Oh, hit me. Are you pulling back on the Sentra? Are you not a fan? Are you, are you regretting? <clears throat> well, that's what I'm saying. I got some regrets because, first of all, I bought the car... I've put 3,000 miles on it in three months, and I got a big exclamation point up my ass. It's fucking yellow. I got a check engine light. I got a little crash symbol. I got a slippery road symbol. It's drier than my mother's vagina on a Wednesday. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on here, but I got car issues. And everyone told me, Ari told me, his friend, whatever bullshit, he's like, oh, you can drill the hood shut for five years on that car. Ah. Well, I got to undrill, baby, because I got all kinds of exclamation points. Yeah. Not the time. Well, I mean, gauge. what the fuck? I've, did you get a warranty? I got a big-ass warranty. So let me, let me take you through. So Take me through, <laughs> Fatty, because I'm, I'm curious. Of, of course, I, cr I just crumble. I hate myself, obviously. And so immediately, I'm like, you did no research. You just got a Nissan because no one in your family has a Nissan. You wanted to be special. You wanted to tell them you're not like them. You're your ah. own person. <laughs> You piece of shit. So <clears throat> I go, I drop it off. There's a, there's a Nissan in Jackson Heights, Queens, which is like 15-minute ride from my house. I call him up and I say, hey, I got myself a Nissan. I didn't buy it there, but you can just bring it anywhere, which is pretty cool, any, to any yeah. Nissan place. So I call him up and she goes, all right, we got, a, we got an availability at 7 a.m. and 7.15 a.m. And I'm like, what are you, what, insane? What is yeah, it, a tractor? Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Not, John Deere. And she goes, you got to bring it in. We don't start work until nine. They do all their diagnostics checking from seven to nine. So I go, all right, well, I'll be there at 715. I wake up early. First time I've had an alarm clock since, you know, 1984. I got yeah. the crust and shit in my eye. I pick up the car. I drive it over there. I drop it off. And right away, you're suspicious because every, everything you've heard Mechanics this, mechanics yeah. that. It's the corporate, the whole thing. Yeah. I drop it off. Care. I talked. I talked to Byron. Seems uh -oh. nice enough. All right. And it's it's hard because you know I got a Massachusetts license, so he thinks I got glasses. I, I just look like a, a. What do you call it when you get a guy a a, a rube, mark. a mark, a rook? Yeah, I just look like an asshole. It looks like oh, uh. we could fuck this guy. You know, I got no yes. grease. I got no tattoos. I got no right. whatever. So I drop it off. He says, all right, we should know. You're going to have to leave it here. I should know in a day or two. We should have it all set. So I go, okay, great. So now it's 7.20 a.m. I'm up. I might as well live my life. It's a two-and-a-half-mile walk. I walk home, and it's beautiful. I'm texting my niece, my nephew. I'm up at 7. The sun's coming up. I walk to the projects. I jog a little bit when I get there. Yeah. <laughs> get home. And now I just, you just feel good as an adult. You're like, I'm taking care of it. Yes. I'm doing something. Normally yes. in the old days, I'd just ignore it, whatever. And I do want to say I am grateful for the twos, guys. I'm teasing. I like to tease. I appreciate everybody's feedback and advice and all this stuff. Big so, tease. I'm taking care of it. And big teasy. Um, <laughs> Japanesey. I don't know. Anyways. I'm getting queasy. 
The story stinks. So- no, no, because what happened? You, you're up at seven. You're a farmer. Ben Franklin, early, early to rise, early to, to, to queef. What is it? So I wait. Now all of a sudden you forget about it because my car is normally in the garage. I'm living my life. We hung out. We had a great time. And Saturday I realize it's day three. Haven't heard. They said day or ah. two, which uh-huh. means likely a day or two. Sure. Three is out of the quest. Now it's three. So yesterday, Saturday morning, I call up, and I'm ready to rumble here. I call and I say, I said, hey, you said day or two. I haven't heard from the lady, the guy, and I got no car. She said, who was your sales guy? And I'm like, ah, I can't remember. Byron. And they go, well, they give me the number. I give her my phone number. She goes, okay, you talk to Byron. I'm like, that sounds right. Byron Defoe, Byron Allen. (laughs) Lord Byron. Yes. So I, go, I go, yeah, yeah, give me Byron. She goes, well, he took off today. Oh. Off. He took the day off. And I go, well, where's my car? It said day or two. Today's day three. Oh, and he's she on goes, the Palisades well, cruising that Sentra. He's on, a, he's on the boardwalk with that bitch. He's fishing off the, off the trunk. Something's up with Byron. So I don't like Byron. I prefer a Gayron. <laughs> he says... She says, well, by walk. She says, nobody's looked at it yet. It's a great Asian and I go, spot. She, she says, nobody's looked at it. And I said, looked at it? It's supposed to be done. What are you insane? What? Oh, see, that's, the, that's how they get you, these kooks, these cum guzzling Nazis. They, they put it all on a, on, a, on a line. They go, we'll get to that when we get to it. And you're thinking, all right, well, it's been six hours, so he probably, he's probably getting it up on the rack by now, and then he's got under it. Oh, it's been eight hours. Okay, he's probably washing his hands. He's all done. I'll bring it down by tomorrow. I'll have it. They haven't even touched it. Exactly. They haven't even looked. Looked, ah, Jerry. They haven't even looked look. at it. Not a peep. The, the, my poor car is in the garage waving its fucking arms going, what is this? I got a check engine light over here. Meanwhile, I and I told him about the clunk. The I told clunk. about the clunk light, the exclamation point. I got all this stuff. So no one's looked at it. So she goes, okay, okay, you're right. I go, and I'm leaving for a week on Monday. And I told Byron that. And then we keep talking. And I'm like, and don't forget, I'm leaving for a week. She goes, wait, you're leaving for a week? And I go, I told you and Byron that. Yep. I'm out. I'm on the road. I'm gone. Yes. So she goes, okay, okay. I'll, I'll have an answer by 11. It's like 9 o'clock. And I go, okay. okay. So I... I hang up. I settle down. This is Kelly now. Kelly seems nice. Blue book value. I <laughs> hang up and I go, all right. I, 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 I asserted myself. I'm okay. So now, for you. 11 o'clock, nothing. 11.30, zilch. Noon, Kelly. nothing. Kelly. I call, I call at 12.30. By the way, every time I call, it, it rings and rings, then bounces over to the sales office. The sales office says, let me transfer you to the service office. I go to the service office. They're insane. Hate the bounce. So, they, just, they just want to get it away from them. It's a, it's a hot potato. Exactly. It's like the scene in Home Alone. So the cop and the guy who played Kramer. Ah, yes, Home Alone. <clears throat> so anyways, finally I get through back to Kelly, and she says, yep, we fixed the clunking. So I said, okay, no clunk. She said they had to grease the front axle. Mm. They did a little axle greasing. Grease. I prefer Rome. Does that seem like something? No, but uh, hey, the Johnson rod. Who knows? You know, these guys, these grease monkeys can make up anything. Well, I bought the grease thing. I'm like, okay, it's an axle, whatever. Somebody messaged and said it could be a CV. I don't know what that is. By the way, whoever the Tuesday that said the CV, I mentioned that to the guy. and He thought... He didn't know what I was talking about. I think I said CVS by accident. (laughs) I don't know. A catalytic verter? I don't know what the hell a CV is. Uh, I don't know either. Charlie, you know, Veen? I I have no idea. I stink. I don't know, but uh, that's what they do. Whenever you have an operator and the guy working on it, they're never in cahoots. Like when I had the car run over here on the the. The, the big trailer thing, the trailer tractor, I was like, it's got to be here by four or after four. And she was like, I'll tell them. And then the guy calls me four hours later, goes, we'll be there at 430. I'm like, Jesus, they don't, they're, not in, they're not in sync. Their periods aren't connected. No sink and uh, kitchen sink, but 
<clears throat> so she goes, okay. So we greased the axle, and I said, oh, great. She's like, the sound is, is done. She goes, the reason the check engine light is on, and let me try to th- remember it, the index manifold, does that sound like something? Uh, maybe. Ma- manifold is a thing. Yeah, I think it was index manifold, which I think is just like a sensor on the engine. She goes, we got to replace it. Which, ah. I, again, I'm like, replace? The car has 18,000 miles on it. Right. What, what the fuck? What, what is this replacing? I thought yeah, my hood was like going to be drilled a, for five years. That's a baby with a new hip needed. Like, what are we doing here? It's a baby. It should be crisp and clean and new and mint. Exactly. The baby walked into a standpipe. So we got to get the new manifold. In the, and I'm calling my dad. My dad's a mechanic. So I'm calling him. And he's like, yeah, that sounds right. That's something. And yeah, that's a pipe so, dream. So whatever. So they go, we don't have the part. We have to order the part. I called another place. They don't have the part, but she's like, once we do have the part, we hold it for two weeks. And I go, well, I'm leaving Monday. So I'm like, I guess I'll come. She's like, you can drive it like that. So uh-huh. I said, all right, I guess I'll, I'll come get the car, drop it back at my garage. Then when I get back in a week, I'll bring the car back again. And she said it takes three hours to fix. Hmm. So I'm like, Jesus. So now I got to come back from vacation, go there on election day, the whole thing. I call my dad. I go, does this sound right? And my dad had the idea, why don't you just leave it there Why, while you're on vacation? That's what I that would do. Way, that's what I'm doing with the hog. So that's what I, I call back a minute later. I go, can you hold on to the car? That way you get the part, you fix it. I come back, I'll pick it up then. She goes, that's fine with me. There's no charge. So that's where we're at. I'm getting a new index manifold. It's going to live at the thing, which I don't trust it over there, but yeah. whatever the fuck. It's going to live there until I get back and hopefully pick it up with, a, with no check engine light, no clunks, and we'll see. But it's a lot of trouble for a car that's fucking three months old to me. That's insane, especially a car that's Asian and, and it's just a reliable sedan. It's so weird to have it. I could see if you had a fucking hot rod you know, Maserati that you tooled up on the track all day, but this is bananas, and it makes me curious about that garage ears. Yeah, well, somebody, another Tuesday, very thoughtful, said, whatever's happened to your car, it's nothing they're doing. So I, I don't okay. know, but who knows? But Who knows? But I'm glad she let you keep it there, though, because sometimes they go, oh, well, you can't keep it here. And it's like, well, I'm only keeping it here because you fucking rooked me up the pooper and took too long. So now when it's a, when it's a problem for you, it can't happen. But you guys can keep my car for three days and not even look at it. Exactly. I have this horrible fear that they're going to sell it by accident because it'll be sitting on their lot and then some <laughs> asshole buys it. Yeah, but you're going to see I, Veter driving around Astoria with that thing. With little phone blues and blocks on his shoes. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, but the thing is, I have a road gig the day I get back, the day after I get back. So it, it better be ready or else I'm fucked or they'll have to take one of their you know borrow cars or whatever. Well, if it ain't ready by then, I mean, they had a week and a half to... to you know, blow it. I think it's uh, it's it better be ready by then. And this is all taken care of, right? The the warranty does it. No charge. It's all warranted. So that's nice. That is nice. Whew, boy. Yeah, you see, uh, Henry David Thoreau said the things you own start owning you. And maybe he's on to mm. something. But it is nice to own things. Nate Dog and warranty. Yes. Yeah. Bit of a stretch. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, I got another big crazy thing in the car, but you, you go. I got to rest my throat here. I got reflux and my tits have fallen off. All right. I'll, I'll be quick, but I just want to give a shout out to the gang. Uh, we did Soul Joel's on a Wednesday, and it was just one of those magical, magical nights. Everything clicked. We like sold a ton of tickets, and we made some money, and Joel is so great because he, he like, he's like, what do you guys want to eat? He sent me a menu of an Italian joint. I said, get us a couple of pies, get us a couple of wings and some ice cream. He said, done and done. We went to the green room. I got my guy. It was me, Ian Lara, Doug Key, and Joe Mackey. So it was like a hot show, and we just tore it up Mackie fucking annihilated i sold a ton of shirt you know when you i brought a, a suitcase full of shirts sold every one wow that's a good feeling it's a great feeling it's extra money and you you know you get those tuesdays who are such fans such diehard cum guzzling queefs that they're like i'm the fattest guy on the planet i'm in a rascal uh my legs don't work i got diabetes what sizes you got i go all i got small he goes i'll take it i'll make it a, a jizz rag fuck it 
Hell yeah. And just Comedy. great time. Now, here's a here's a thing I wanted to throw at you and see if it uh, makes your nipples poke. I'm not going to say who I rode up with and who I rode down with. I rode up to PA with a comic, and I rode back to New York with a comic, a different comic. The ride up, we had a political talk. This guy is very conservative. I'm talking okay. hardcore all the way, you know, voting for it. And I'm just listening. I'm absorbing. I'm a sponge. I smell like a, you know, a drain pipe. And I'm taking all the information. I'm like, he's making some good points. Oh, that's, I never thought of it that way. That's true. I'm a listener. Then we do the show. Killer. Everybody has a great set. Doug, Ian. I drive back with another comic. And he's a big lefty, you know, uh, BLM, uh, the whole thing, progressive. And he was making some good points. So it was kind of interesting hearing both political sides. I'm talking far, far extreme sides. And both had some good points. Both had some stuff I didn't agree with. And it, w- it was nice to, to take it all in because usually it's just Twitter, you know, just jizzing in your eye and farting in the wind. And you're like, all right, geez, stop yelling at me. But it was nice to hear it just calmly from two sides. Yeah, sometimes it's nice <clears throat> to hear unfettered arguments yes because you read one thing and then someone else yell that's fucking crazy that's not true whatever and then sometimes it's good to get a nice debate going with two because they can counterpoint and you know it's uh it's tricky but yeah i mean both sides i'm sure have some some nice points to be made yeah i guess i mean and and it just shows that like it doesn't we can still be friends you know like i don't i don't like these people who are like you 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 agree with that political stance? We're done. Like, well, that's 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 just the definition of close-minded and intolerant, by the way. And uh, I'm not saying you guys have to blow each other, but like, it's weird that some people won't hang out with people who are different political spectrums. Yeah, the hanging out thing I don't understand, but uh, that that is infected both sides. I get yes, you know, I get. People from both sides going, fuck you, you piece of shit, you crazy fucking maniac. I'll never listen to your show again. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Yep. Take it easy. I mean, that's more from one specific side, but <laughs> whatever. Well, yeah, I noticed on Gaffigan's Amazon page, it's like, fuck you, you got political, you lost a fan, uh, you, hate, you, you made fun of Trump, but we're done here. And then you're like, okay, well, that's crazy. And then you go, oh, man, Chris Pratt wouldn't do some Biden thing. People are like, fuck him. He's a piece of shit. He's dead to me. And you're like, he's dead to you? Like, both of you sides are fucking crazy. You're the same thing. You don't even realize it. It's like a bunch of children. I also never believe any of those people. I don't think they have the conviction. We've had a million people say, I'll never listen to your podcast again, you liberal cuck fuck. And I'm like, I, I'm 100% sure you're listening still. I don't believe you, uh, and I feel the same way with these people that are like, I'm boycotting this, I'm boycotting that. I'm like, no, you're not. You're still listening to Elton John or fucking Kid Rock or whoever the fuck you were listening to before. I know. I hate that. I hate that whole thing. Like, when Thriller comes on at, at Target, I see people shuffling in the in the aisles. You know, they're loving it. But, uh, you know, on paper, they go, oh, that pedo, he should be, you know, you know, thrown off into the, to the wolves. Ugh. Yeah. No, I remember my friend saying that about Cat Stevens. He's like, turn it off. <laughs> like, you know, it came on the radio. He's like, he said America stinks. And I'm like, well, America does stink. Who gives a shit? Right. It's just a nice song. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? It's a fun song. Shut up. You write a song. How about that? <laughs> yeah, your song stinks. Your jokes stink. And your mother's fat. Yes. Big, fat, scary, gross mom. But um, yeah, hopefully we can all... Get along at some point. I mean, everyone's getting different scoops, different news, and, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it, Everything's gotten so extreme. We've talked about this before. One of my favorite um, sayings, Manny, who used to own yes. the cellar, said, I was, a, I was a liberal in the 60s and a conservative in the 90s, and I never changed my opinions. And I'm starting to feel that way only with moderate. I, I used to be a liberal. Now I'm like a moderate, and I haven't even changed a single opinion. Totally, totally. I, I'm with you. I'm, I like the police, and so now I'm like a piece of shit right-wing <laughs> Nazi. And, yeah. uh, you know, I believe in scientists being like, we got an environmental crisis, and that makes me a cuck liberal piece of shit fucking uh, Marxist. So I don't know what to believe. I know. It's weird. Like, And I, I, I do this in my act, so I feel I apologize, but it's like, why can't you be bisexual politically? Like, 
we don't do that with bi people. We don't go, you got to pick one, you piece of shit. You're like, well, I blew a guy, and then I ate out a chick. So can I just do a little of both? I don't get it. Like, why do I have to be all the way? And I get it. I, I obviously have to vote one way, but, like, you know, I like abortions. I've paid for a couple. But I also, yeah, it's like I also want some police around when, uh, you know, that lady tries to stab me. Yeah, I think the problem, and you're bringing me into a dangerous zone right, here. I'm going to get killed over here. But uh, I think the, the issue with the, the, the people take with one side or the other, ultimately, to me, one side is, uh, ah, I shouldn't say anything anymore because we'll lose all the people. My Twitter will blow up and all the shit. But, uh, you know. But this goes to them, too. You guys who are about to blow up somebody's Twitter, chill the fuck out. That's not going to change anything. It doesn't help the, the cause. You don't look smarter. It's all stupid. It's all a waste of time that we could be putting in other things. But but now we have so much time on our hands. we got phones and Uber Eats and Netflix and everything's right there and GPS. You know, that it's just we have the, the time to be pieces of shit, I guess. Well, it's one of the many things I completely lament about the right and the thing that I hate, one of the things I hate the most about them, socially at least, is that all these people I hear from on Twitter and all, I'm like, you're the thing you hate about the left. Yeah, exactly. Your cancel culture. Oh, listen, he fucking voted. I'm never listening again. Oh, you're triggered. You're triggered. You're triggered. You're, you're a snowflake. You're a fucking triggered snowflake who's canceling. Oh, I'll never fucking listen to the podcast again. Right. And I'm like, how can you rail off about the left? You're that. That's the, the same thing. It's like a horseshoe. It's yes. both sides of one thing. You, they, yeah. People go so far left, they become right. And they go so far right, they become left. Yeah. And, uh, it's embarrassing, but I'm on the, uh, I'm on the team that, uh, you know, thinks we should be able to have health insurance and, uh, get an abortion if you want to get an abortion and, uh, believes in the science of the environmental crisis and, um, you know, gays or people should be able to get married, you know? <laughs> well, let's um, not go crazy. But yeah. But uh, now you, you got me. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked on Tuesday. Everything social media, I'm going to get bombarded and killed. And All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Let's. Uh, and by the way, everyone that writes to me, Mark brought up the politics. I brought he it up. He did it. Yell at me, but don't yell at anybody. That's my point. It's like you're, you're all you whiny queef dick Jews out there just chill out it doesn't help yelling at him is not gonna make Joe go oh you know what maybe I will do blackface fuck it I take it all back I Stop still yelling. get it doesn't it. do anything and you're, Joe, you're triggered you're a bitch Joe makes Tuesdays political he always gotta bring up politics which, again up. I ranted last time we've probably talked about politics 18 minutes in the history of the show <laughs> Here's a queefer. I saw Queefer Sutherland. I was on Broadway in Soho yesterday. Me and the lady were getting a bite. And there's a guy, full yarmulke, full tassel, the little white tassels. And he's standing on a corner going, fuck the white man, fuck all of you, blah, blah, blah. Like doing this whole thing. You know, just a crazy wacko. And this old guy, I'm talking... White hair, 75-year-old guy, walks by. He's got the cane. He's got shorts. He's got high socks pulled up, shirt tucked in. Glasses have the, the chain on them. And he goes, you should be ashamed of yourself, and just keeps walking. And the, the Jewish guy was like, what? What'd you say to me, you fucking anarchist, whatever? And he starts yelling at the guy. He's like, you obviously have some issues. And it was fascinating because everything he was saying was clearly true of him. He's like... You're obviously touched in the head. You got some problems that you need to deal with. And then the old guy does one of these from, you know, 20 feet away. Ah, classic old guy. Ah, and he just starts chasing the guy. He just guns towards. He's like, ah, he just starts running towards the guy. So I start running towards him because I'm oh like, look, if he's going to hit this old guy. We got to tackle him. This old guy's Jesus. got a cane. So then he just started yelling at the old guy, like in his face. And the old guy was like, all right, all right. And then he kept walking. But that was wow. it. It was it was quite a scene on a on a Friday morning. Yeah, these are these are crazy times where we're we're coming apart at the seams, it seems. Yes, seams. Two seams. Seamstress. Ah, seamless. But yeah, and I feel like if anybody was about to go crazy, if anybody was on that edge, the pandemic and the election and the era the BLM and everything just pushed it over. Yeah, well, we're gonna we might see some spicy meatballs in the next few months. Who knows what's gonna go on? But hopefully, we can all 
keep it together, stick together, and I, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Jesus Christ. I, I'd like to get out of this uh, pandemic at some point and, you know, be able to fly on a plane without, you know, wearing a mask. And uh, the mask is pretty good because I fart a lot. So I feel like I've gotten a buy on a few farts. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm getting sick of it. Here's what I like about the masks. You, me, and Ari, we're walking around the village. We're talking the way we talk. The mask is nice because you see like people being like, what the hell did they just say? And you got the mask up, so you're like, hey, I'm, uh, don't worry about me. Wasn't me. My lips ain't moving, Dickless. Yeah, exactly, because some of our conversations, you know, they get a little, well, I mean, you hear what we say here. What do you think we're saying walking around? I know. I mean, how great was that day? I meet you guys at Bleecker Street Pizza. Sun's shining. We go to the water. Ari breaks out three stogies. We just start talking politics economy philosophy comedy love anal jews the whole thing yeah quite a quite a day beautiful day uh i got can i cram in one last thing yeah please please because this is something where where we might be going long here but cramming my ass before i dropped off the car i have a gig at the east river amphitheater have you done that i haven't i've heard good things i heard it's in the middle of nowhere yeah, it's, it's over across FDR, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, the scariest fucking road in the country, Brutal. which I had to drive on again. So I type in East River Amphitheater. I got a shout out apology to Pierce Mortensen, I think is his name, comic. Mm. And I got this gig in the East River Amphitheater. I plug it into Google Maps. It says an hour and 10 minutes public transportation from my house, 30 minutes car ride. Okay. So I take, I'm like, I'm taking the car. I drive down there. I'm on FDR. It's scary as shit. Uh, I get off. Terrifying. A terrifying road. I, I'm just shitting my pants. I'm so stressed. I get off the road. I drive to this park. It doesn't even show up where the car directions end is in like a municipal parking lot. It's like city only parking lot. I don't even see a park. I'm under a bridge. It's dark. It's crazy. So I'm like, let me drive in, look for parking. It's all projects. I'm looking for cars. I'm looking for parking. No parking whatsoever. Time is clicking away. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm messaging the guy. I'm like, I can't find parking. This is insane. I'm looking for parking for a half hour, and it's, it's dark. I have no idea where I am. No parking. I find a one-way street. I'm going down. They're looking for parking. All of a sudden, the street has like a roadblock in it, a mm. bunch of roadblocks, police cars with the lights up, but it's a one-way road. Ah. There's no way out. Ah. So I had to back down a one way. The car's clunking. <laughs> then there's like a gang. There's like 48 guys, literally, <laughs> like 50 people. Warriors. Sit, standing on the sidewalk, and they're like all yelling. They're like a Latino. They, I couldn't hear what they were, or understand what they were saying, but they're all got beers and joints and cigars, the whole thing. And I'm this nerd in a censure with a click sound. <laughs> I'm backing up. I'm shitting my pants, and I, yeah. I'm backing up a one way. And now, like, other cars would pull down the one way, and there's nowhere to go. Right. So I had to move forward again and find, like, a hydrant, pull in there. And then this guy goes past me, and he just drives around the roadblock. Whoa. He doesn't give a fuck. I didn't know we could do that. I like this guy. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. So then I have to back <laughs> past the gang again. Ah, double gang. It's a double gang pass in reverse. And then I get out to the end of the street and i'm trying to back out of a one-way city street but i'm in the crosswalk people are banging on my hood go ahead and i'm like i'm sorry i'm like it's the road's blocked off and they're like whatever i can't do spanish there's a gang over there i can't back out because this road it's like grand street it's too busy so all these cars are coming thoroughfare so I'm freaking out. My car's clunking. I'm stuck on a one-way. I'm trying to back out. The show's happening. The guy's like, hey, are you close? I had to just message him like, I'm not coming to your show. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'll, I'll never do this. I'll, I'll make it up to you. When you got a better venue, I'll, I'll come. I'll do it for free, whatever it is. I back out, and then I'm like, wait, let me try to make it. I, I can still, if I can get parking, I'll walk over there. And then I take a right and a left. All of a sudden, I'm on the Williamsburg Bridge, which uh. takes me back to Queens. And I'm like, fuck it. That's fuck it. this. And that feeling of letting go of like, I can't make it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm a bad person, whatever. Uh. And then 
Now that's out of there. I put it all behind me. I'm on the BQE. I'm home in like 20 minutes. The World Series is on. I sit down. I put my feet up. I'm like, this is the best night of my life. Because uh, you, you kind of accomplished something. You went there and came back. I mean, you kind of did something. But I try. I mean, it was literally 35 minutes of looking for parking. And you have this moment of like, what am I doing? I've been doing comedy 20 years. I'm driving around the projects looking for a parking spot. I can't find it. There's a gang yelling at me in another language. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. I, it, it sucks because the people on the other end, they go, guy couldn't find parking. We, we got a show two, two feet away from the guy. He can't make it. I don't, he came all the way here. I don't get it. He couldn't find parking. What the fuck? So well, I get the, it from his thing, but he doesn't. You know, he doesn't know what you're going through. And that car is just a a box of anxiety and stress, and you're freaking out. Insanity. And by the way, where I had gone so far, at concentric circles, looking for parking, that I was like, at this point, I was like a 25 minute walk from ah. the gig. So even if I found a spot, I had to walk the 25 minutes. So I I, I feel bad. I'll make it up to you, sir. I don't even know if he listens, but. Uh, Oof, what a night. And then I dropped off the car the next day. So crazy times. Crazy. I get it. I, I had a spot at Eastville. By the way, Eastville, it's a nice club, but it's in Brooklyn. So you're ruined for the whole night. And I had to come back on the D. The D's shut down. So now I had to take the Q, get off at Canal, then Uber to a spot. So you're like, you don't know what we're going through just to get around this fucking town. It's, a, it's wild times, but I, I think I'm going back to... Doing shows at the Stand, the Cellar, New York Comedy Clubs, the the Manhattan rooftops, and, and then the road gigs because some of these, some of these gigs are too kooky for me. They're kooky. They're in weird places. They're in an ISIS bunker or a pedophile den. It's all over the place. You go up in a, you know, a, a guy's apartment, and you got to go up a fire escape. There's all kinds of stuff. And I I think you got a, you got a little bit of a beef with the outdoor. Well, it's the some Not of the outdoors. Beat, are, some of the outdoors are great, but some of it's just too much. Like the, you know, tiny cupboard is great. I recommend going to show it. But for me, it's just that that fucking fire escape. It feels very unsafe up there. I don't know what the hell's going on. The train keeps going by. Some of it's a little. It's tough. Yeah, I, I had a I had a bit of a, you know, when you have like a meltdown in your own brain, but you don't you don't act like you're having a meltdown. I was on stage at, on a sidewalk, I should say, and nobody was listening. Everybody's talking. They're texting. I'm like, they're eating. And I'm like, why'd you come? This stuff works. I'm trying to do this art form that's really challenging. I sound like a cunt. But you're just not even listening. And like now I'm like trying to ramp up and figure it out, do some crowd work and make it work and all this shit. And it's like, what are we doing here? We're outside. There's a hobo eating his own ass 20 feet away from me. He's throwing a can of beans at me. I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, this isn't part of it. Like, that's why they don't have Broadway on a sidewalk. Because Hamilton has a set, and you got to sit down as an usher, and there's lights. And I get it. This is this is low maintenance, but it ain't always working. No. It's it's hard times, and uh, I think things things might get worse before they get better, but I think they're going to get better. We're going we're gonna to be all right. Well, it's pretty nippy out there today, so I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I don't know. You you have a theory that, that we'll be fine in the outdoor with the cold. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping. We'll see. Or, uh, you know, people people in this city are being very safe. I don't, you know, I don't want to get into the whole thing about the pants, but uh, so far the city has been safe, and we're doing, we're having, we've, we've had outdoor dining. We have indoor dining now. The movie theaters are going to open, and we're still testing at 2%. I don't know what could be different. What is it that we're doing different? But uh, oh everyone seems to have a mask on indoors, and so far, so good. All right. Well, good note to end on. We, we had some ups. We had some downs. We had the card jizz. We had the political talk. So I hope nobody's mad at us. And uh, come see us live. We're on the road again. Yeah, November 5th, I think next Thursday, I'm at Lyman Orchards, Middlefield, Connecticut. Oh, Shelby's texting us. Oh, the Patreon. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We got Good call. We're, we're, uh, we, we zoomed past 3,000. We're headed towards 3,500. That's our new goal right now. Yes. And when we get to 3,500, if and when, we're going to do a live 
YouTube stream for patrons only on the Patreon, a live show with you guys attending. If you're a Patreon member, you can attend. That's when we hit 3,500, so we need about 250 people to sign up. You can get in there for as low as three bucks. Yes, cheapest Patreon in the biz. It'll be a live streaming. You'll have full access if you're on the Patreon, and you can comment. You can write in. We'll read some questions. We'll read some comments. We'll shit on you. You can shit on us. It'll be fun. But it's only yeah. for the select few who sign up, and only if we hit 35, hundo. And there's a ton of shit on there. We do the movie thing. We do the Sopranos thing. We got a bonus every week for seven months now. We just did one with Sean Donnelly. Check out his podcast, Defend Your DYM Podcast. And um, also, I, again, want to express our gratitude to the patrons because it's the only thing keeping my wife and I with a roof over our heads, so... Thank you to everyone that signed up for Patreon. November 5th, I'm in Connecticut, Lime and Orchards. November 13th, Millersville, Pennsylvania, which is, I, I don't even know the fuck that is. but um, And then November 11th, I'm back in Royersford again. Oh. And November 28th, I'm doing uh, Foxborough, Foxborough, Massachusetts, day after Thanksgiving. That'll be a fun one. So um, hit me up for details or whatever. And uh, go subscribe to my YouTube. I'm trying to build this YouTube up. I put a bunch of videos. I'm about to do a new web series with my pal Dan Hershon. So need some subscribers over there. Joe List on YouTube. Nice. All right. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in AC this weekend. Atlantic City has a comedy club. So come on out to that. That should be kooky. Then I'm at Hilarities in Cleveland, one of my favorites. That's right after the election. So the world could be on fire. Charlotte's, no, sorry, Comedy Zone in Greenville, South Carolina. Then I'll be in New Orleans on the 24th, seeing Mom and Dad for Thanksgiving. I'm going to do a show on the 24th in the Big Easy. Uh, then, you know, I got a bunch of weird gigs, Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut, uh, and all these gigs all over town, Swedesboro, New Jersey, Belvedere, New Jersey, you name it. Check my Instagram stories. I post everything. I'm, I'm not good at posting. And uh, we love you. Get on the Patreon. Tell a friend. Go gay and praise Allah. <laughs> <laughs>